0: Now it's time to think and discern. This is Bob Bernie live.
1: And welcome to the 4 o'clock hour Bob Bernie live. Here's my telephone number. 877 Bob live 877 262 5483. What weird, strange, bizarre Upside-down, inside-out times we are living in. Think of this, please. If you live in Columbus, Ohio, you are forbidden to purchase flavored tobacco products. No, no, not menthol. No, 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 you can't. And hey, by the way, not a smoker, never have been, hate tobacco smoke, gives me Headaches. I despise cigarette smoking. Okay. I just want to go on record. But, but think of the irony. You can't buy flavored tobacco, but a 10 year old can have sexual reassignment surgery that will impact them for the rest of their life. So you can't get flavored tobacco, but you can lop off body parts for children because of Governor DeWine's veto. Unless, of course, it is overridden, and I certainly hope that is the case. It's just, it's unconscionable. And once again, and I'm not going to spend much time on this, I'm going to move on because I've got a lot of other important things that you and I need to discuss today. But it is a fact that children who are confused about their gender, boys who think they're girls, girls who think they're boys, if they are just left alone, 80% of them, did you hear me? 8 out of 10, 80% will revert to their, the gender of their birth by the time they reach 18 years old. Think about that. If they're just left alone. But if they receive hormone treatments, puberty blockers, and radical surgery... You are impacting them for the rest of their life. And the liberals on the left are more concerned about menthol and tobacco than the true well being health wise of children, adolescents. Okay. And I'll leave it at that. It's just, it is unconscionable. And let me repeat. Governor DeWine did not base his decision on science. He did not, because science does not back up his decision. It was either because of money or pure emotion. Either way, children are going to be harmed, damaged. I continue to say this, and I will continue to say this in time, and I hope it's very soon. We will look back on what is now called gender-affirming care. We will look back on it the same way we now look back on lobotomies and shock treatments. We look at those treatments with horror. What were we thinking? How could we possibly have done that to people? That's exactly the way we're going to look back on this whole transgenderism thing. All right, I'm going to move on. Uh, some good news. The uh, president of Harvard has resigned. Said she wouldn't. uh uh-uh, no, 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 I'm not going to resign. No, never, never, never. The uh, board of Harvard Corporation. Isn't that interesting? The board of Harvard Corporation had said, well, yeah, she uh, <clears throat> she may be a little anti-Semitic. She didn't do very well before Congress. And yeah, we realize that she plagiarized. Now, the board never said she plagiarized. They said it was improper attribution. Um, I'm not an academic, and I never went to Havid, but I know that Improper attribution is another way of describing plagiarism. So the board of Harvard Corporation admitted she plagiarized, admitted that she did not handle things well before Congress, but they said, we are standing behind her anyway. Well, in the last two weeks, evidently, a number of other instances of plagiarism Have arisen and students at HAVID, students at Harvard have been saying, wait a minute, whoa, 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 whoa. If we did what the president did, we would be kicked out. We could be kicked out for doing what our president did. How is that right? How is that fair? How is that just? So under enormous pressure, she has finally announced her resignation today. Quote, in a letter to members of the Harvard community, Gay said she was stepping down as president, but will return to the Harvard faculty despite widespread plagiarism allegations against her. When, oh, wait a minute. Wait a minute. If she's resigning because of plagiarism She really expects to continue as a professor? Hmm. She said, this is not a decision I came to easily. Indeed, it has been difficult beyond words, because I have looked forward to working with so many of you to advance the commitment to academic excellence Mm -hmm. that has propelled this great university across centuries, but... After consultation with members of the corporation, it has become clear that it is in the best interests of Harvard for me to resign so that our community can navigate this moment of extraordinary challenge with a focus on the institution rather than any individual. So evidently, the the board had an about-face. They had a change of heart. They didn't have a charge of conviction. And let me tell you what it was about. Money, 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 money. A few billionaire contributors to Harvard University said, we're not going to contribute another penny until this president resigns. We're done. We're finished. We're not going to give you any more money. And we're talking about millions and millions of dollars and money talks. So she is resigning. Uh, who will they get in her place? Yeah, who knows. Can I can I make a little prediction? Okay. Now this just happened uh, about three hours ago that she announced her resignation. Let me make a little prediction. Before the end of the day, we're going to be hearing Racism, racism, they got rid of her because she's black. They got rid of her because she's a minority. They got, you watch, you watch, you watch, you watch. The liberal left is going to come out of the woodwork screaming racism. And it's clear race had nothing to do with this. Nothing. Who will they um, choose to replace her? Eh, probably not anybody better. Maybe even worse. All right, you're listening to Bob Live, and we will return.
0: This is Bob Bernie
1: Live. And welcome back to Bob Bernie Live. Is 21 minutes after the top of the hour. My telephone number continues to be 877 Bob Live, 877 262 5483. And a reminder to our AM 880 listeners, we get 30 minutes back after our long winter sojourn. Yep, we sign off today at 5.30. Now, to those of you listening by streaming, (laughs) doesn't matter to you. Those of you listening on our FM 104.5 FM, doesn't matter to you either. But those of you listening on AM 880, yeah, it matters to you. We sign off today at 5.30. When we get to February, we get our full broadcast day back. So, uh, a little bit longer. Here is an update. I love to give you updates. Uh, Three years ago, some of you may remember this, three years ago, a senior in um, Tennessee um what's the city uh, it didn't make a whole lot of difference. Um hmm, I thought I had a mark. Anyway, a a school district down in Tennessee, a senior wore to a female uh wore to school a t-shirt declaring homosexuality is a sin. That's all it said. She was kicked out. Uh, She was told you either take the T-shirt off, put another shirt on, you cover it up, you go home, you change, or you're out of here. And she said, I'm sorry, but I have a constitutional right to express myself. I have freedom of speech. I have freedom of religion. I'm I'm not going to change the shirt. I'm not going to cover it up. So she got kicked out. Well, she is the daughter of of a fairly well-known Tennessee street preacher by the name of Rich Pinkoski. Some of you may have read stories about him. He's a very bold street preacher. Well, that was three years ago. She sued the Overton County, that's where it was, Overton County Board of Education in Tennessee, and she won. Yep, she won. The uh, school district has been found guilty of violating her constitutional rights. And her uh, her name is Brielle Pinkowski. Brielle Pinkowski. She has been awarded a whopping, are you ready for this, $101. Yeah. And it's interesting because her dad, the street preacher, is the one that has insisted on a low settlement because he wanted to make it clear they were not suing for financial gain. It was purely for principal and constitutional rights. So the Overton County Board of Education has agreed to pay Brielle Pinkowski $101 plus. They have agreed to pay her attorney fees and costs, Uh, That has not been divulged. Anyway, she uh, took on the uh, school district, and she won. Now, she is now an adult. She is no longer a high school student, but obviously she did it in order to set a precedent. Good for her. Good for her. She stood up for her rights, and she won. Oh, let's see. Uh, Oh, let me... Okay. I don't have time to get into this before the bottom of the hour, so let me just alert you. When we come back from the bottom of the hour break, one of the most incredibly outrageous things I have ever read about a Protestant denomination. When When I first came across this story, I thought, It's a parody. It can't be true, but it is. I'll uh, share that story with you when we come back from the bottom of the hour break. I don't have time uh, to get into it right now. So, how about some good news? I've got a couple of really good news stories. Most of you are familiar with FCA, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. They've been around for many, many years. They have released their end-of-the-year report. And in the calendar year 2023, the Fellowship of Christian Athletes saw over 51,000 individuals give their hearts to Christ. Uh, Many, if not most of these, are teenagers. Uh, FCA operates in high schools as well as colleges. But they saw 51,000 730 people accept Jesus Christ as salvation. FCA president said, The best gift we can give and receive at Christmas is the gift of Christ, who came to earth to save us, to offer us all the free gift of salvation. As we reflect on the birth of our Savior, we are reminded of what Jesus has done with FCA and are so thankful for the 51,730 student-athletes who came to know Jesus Christ as Savior through this ministry. Isn't that great? Over 51,000 student-athletes accepted Christ as Savior. And then this good news as well. You're probably familiar with these Safe Haven Baby Boxes. I've shared with you on many occasions this growing movement across America where a box is installed at a fire station, a hospital, sometimes a police station. And it is a place where a woman who gives birth to a baby, she does not want to abort it, but she doesn't believe that she can raise the child can take the child, anonymously put the child in this climate-controlled box, shut the door, it locks, it alerts EMS personnel who will be there in less than a minute, usually to retrieve the baby, take the baby to a medical facility for a full check, and then the baby is put up for adoption. It is a wonderful, wonderful movement. Right now... There are 189 Safe Haven baby boxes, and the number is growing, well, exponentially. Well, here's the latest. Over in Indiana, Beach Grove, Indiana, a baby was recently placed in a Safe Haven baby box at a fire station, and the baby was saved. Uh The organizer of the Safe Haven Baby Boxes says we're in 15 different states. We have doubled the number of infants that have been in our boxes this year from last year. A 100% increase in the number of babies saved at Safe Haven Baby Boxes. It's incredible. And it's just wonderful news. When we return... It is not good news from a major denomination. Wait till you hear when we return.